we did it twice. Mm-hmm. And since we did the fruit thing, I've been really on watermelon. The one that one of the ones that you Frick, picked. Yeah. Dude, the watermelon this year, I don't know if it's, it's just this it year. It hits different. It's built different. Dude. I'm serious. <laughs> it honestly hits the different. The watermelon this year is phenomenal. I, I have not had a bad watermelon. Me neither. This I year. seriously have not. Every single one has even slapped. even the worst watermelon I've had this year is like this is probably the best one I had last year. Yeah, you this know? is the best one I've had in my life. Yeah, this is, like this is not even top three this year, and it's already the best I've ever had before <laughs> this year. Oh, there's oh. something different in the water this year. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Average Joe Football Show. I'm your host, Joe Fair. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of the Sun's favorite football Whoa. podcast. That's right. Like the band? That thing in the sky. Oh. <laughs> Is there a band called the Suns? More than likely. Okay. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. I'm joined once again, obviously, by my illustrious producer, Joe Teason. How's it going, Joe? Uh, it's super good. Super well. It's a bright, sunny day. Uh, it's probably negative four outside. <laughs> it's, so it's not warm. You look outside, and you're like, "Oh, it's probably pretty good," and it's yeah. not. I think the wind is going at at least 103 kilometers an yeah. hour at this point. I had a basketball outside, and it's gone. Really? Yeah, it's gone. Wow. I'm not even gonna try to look for it because it's wow. just disappeared. My hammock is upside down outside. Um, it's it's a mess. It's been just windy and miserable here lately. Uh, so we miss the sun. The sun misses us because it's the sun's favorite football podcast. Mm-hmm. The reason that I brought it up is because last week uh, and last weekend after we had recorded, it was on Saturday. No, sorry. We on Monday, Monday, you and I, we went shooting. I bought a yes. gun. I bought a gun recently. Oh, my goodness. Just because of toxic masculinity. Um, we went and did some shooting, uh, some some clay shooting and, and, and such skeet shooting you uh, for those who, you know, don't know what clay shooting is um and boy oh boy did joe and i get sunburned we were out there for hours mm-hmm. we were out there shooting in, in the sun for hours and hours i've never had i've never had a sunburn quite that painful really it was like it was like and, it, and i know why it's because last year last year it was our first covid summer right mm-hmm. i did not do a whole lot i did not get sunburned i don't think i got sunburned once last summer mm. And this summer, I, or in this, I guess, well, last week or on Monday, I got so sunburnt. I, it was like for three days, I just was in excruciating pain. And now my neck is peeling. I look like I, I look like a leprosy victim. Like, like a leper. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was rough. I also, I got like, Joe was so bad. And then. You were a lot more red than I was, but I was in a lot more pain than you were. I think, yeah, I, I just was coping with it, I think, a little bit better than you. Okay. Um, what is that supposed just, to mean? Uh, no. Jerk. Like you said that you didn't get sunburned. I get sunburned once really bad at the beginning of every summer. Yeah. That's a constant for me. Oh. Uh, me and my wife, we're both very fair skinned. Our boy is just in for a rough life, I think um so this happens to me every year so this was like a really bad this don't get me wrong this sunburn was bad and it was painful like sleeping was was so horrible and then you get to the point where you need to take a shower oh my gosh takes all the fun out of taking a shower you kidding me i could not wait to go home and have a shower but is cold shower yes absolutely that's the thing i can't take a cold shower well grow a pair and then have a cold shower because that feels so good on a fresh sunburn like a nice cold shower yeah it doesn't have to be cold just not like warm and hot like you usually would no i i try to make it as hot as possible still i have to take hot showers 
and that hurts a lot when i can imagine you're making it worse you have a probably. third degree burn on your arms yeah. and your face and your neck and on my calves that's that's the calves I, my calves are pretty burned as well that hurt and like there was a point where i went to work with the with the with the calves just burnt and then i was wearing pants all day and at the end of the day i got home and it literally felt like my calves were cramping because they were hurting so bad Oh my gosh! Yeah, man, that was that was a tough sunburn. Not the worst I've ever had, surprisingly. Oh wow! Worst I ever had was on my honeymoon. So oh. that was romantic. That was nice. My wife and I went and did some snorkeling, and we weren't allowed to put on sunscreen because they we didn't want to hurt the coral reef. Uh, so instead, you have skin cancer. So instead, we're dead. We got oh my gosh! Like I said, my wife and I are just so fair-skinned like about as white as they come um and goodness gracious we were so sunburned we both on our backs it was mostly just on the back so you know thank god for that it was just mostly the back but also that sucks that it was mostly the back because you couldn't lay down mm -hmm. on your back and it was we were just laying down on our honeymoon the last it was one of our last days there uh in mexico it was like we were purple we were so sunburnt like it was brutal and it was just so we were just take time during turns like rubbing each other with like aloe vera oh dear not in a sexy way either <laughs> not, <laughs> not like a honeymoon romantic not, way this not, was aloe vera okay yeah this was There's nothing sexy about aloe vera that no. is the probably the least sexy thing yeah is that jelly aloe vera oh dear i don't think it gets le less sexy than that yeah uh yeah so sunburns they hurt yeah funny me and my wife um, we met when we were 13 or 14. Uh, we met, well, we met when we were, I think, 12 or 13, but we didn't like, you know, we started getting more serious. Obviously, yeah. Um, we were like 14, so. <laughs> uh, but when we were 14, our the first conversation we actually had together, like the hmm. first time we actually talked to each other, was about sunburns. Really? Yeah. Wow. And uh, yeah. And how'd that go? So bad, so awkward. I was such an <laughs> awkward kid. And um, she, was, she was she was shy, and I was very awkward. <laughs> so it was so it was pretty it was pretty bad. And she was saying she doesn't get burnt very bad. And I was like, Yeah, I don't get burnt really bad either. But when I do, it's like pretty bad. And usually, like I peel, like, like my skin peels and stuff. That's what I said. <laughs> that was the conversation. Yeah, like You're... and I was like, Yeah, I don't really burn. I just mostly tan. Uh, oh, like like everybody gosh. says. Yeah, that is uh -huh. that is. That's like a, a that's like a, a like something that you would say when you're a young kid and you think that that's how adults talk, and like that's like something something yeah. that you would say to like sound mature. Yeah, that's great. I don't really burn, but when I but I I sometimes burn, uh, and then I peel. Yeah. So. so. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Relatable. That hook, or, line, and sinker with that one. Yeah. And, and now she's pregnant. Yeah, I knocked her up. So. <laughs> yeah. That's all. You, that's all it is, yeah. folks. Kids listening at home. That's all you got to do. Yeah. Oh, another big news. I felt my baby kick for the first time Incredible. yesterday. Incredible. That's I, awesome. I cried. I cried. <laughs> he was actually crying before yeah. this. You're talking uh, about it a bit, just bawling. Yeah. Joe and I were just embracing each other, crying. Yeah. Uh, my kid is here, so I feel him kick quite often now. Um, <laughs> Uh, very violently, but no, but that's incredible. That's yeah. awesome, man. That's like, oh, I was that's over, a big moment. Overjoyed. Yeah. Who knows? Could have been a punch, but <laughs> I don't know. Either way, could have been an elbow. Could yeah. have been a head even at yeah. this point. Uh, yeah, that's wow. crazy. That's where the first time it's like, um, wow, there's really a person in there. Like, yeah. At the beginning, it's kind of like, this is a little blob. Like, you can't even tell what's going on. Yeah. 
and when it starts to like kick and move and then you go ahead and have an ultrasound it's like it looks like a person yeah and then it's moving around like my son was kicking like crazy in the ultrasound it's like what are we doing right now yeah like (laughs) Like, that's real (laughs) (laughs) yeah this is a real thing that's a real person even now looking at him it's like this is a real person with like a soul and like Mm -hmm. this is like it's incredible it's uh it's something else all right Mm mm-hmm you crying? No, oh, sorry, just getting a little choked up. <laughs> I actually had a burp. I'm not oh, crying. It's good. Um, but yeah, in in the uh, theme with our horrible, you know, just terrible sunburns that we had today, we're we're bringing back our draft segment. That's yes. right. We're going to draft summer activities. Yes. Things that we like to do in the summer, because uh, we couldn't come up with any other ideas, but we wanted to do a draft. Um, so stay tuned for that. And we're, we're doing that as soon as it gets cold outside here. It was like so nice for like weeks and weeks and yeah. now it's miserable outside. Well, well, weeks and weeks is a little bit of an exaggeration. Uh, I would say two weeks. Two weeks. Okay. Yeah. Cause I remember at the beginning of my paternity, it was also miserable. Yes. So that's what it's like living in, you know, people are like, Oh, I love living in Canada because of the, the seasons. I was like, I wouldn't, I understand that. That makes sense. I just don't want them all in the same week. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We have, I think exactly where we live is the perfect place where we have all of the worst, the extremes <laughs> of the seasons. Like we have it really cold mm-hmm. in the winters and like burning hot in the summers. Like mm-hmm. we're right perfectly there. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's hard. It's tough, but. It's tough where I live, you know, honestly. <laughs> where I come from. Where I come from, where I grew up. You wouldn't honestly survive on these streets. Yeah. Uh, they're tough. Yeah, here. the streets raised me here. The streets raised me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This, uh, anyways, uh, we're gonna talk football at some point today as well. We're gonna talk one big question for every team in the NFC. We talked about the AFC last week. Uh, we're gonna do the A- NFC this week. No news today. Uh, honestly, there's not that much going on. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, it's a pretty slow season. There is some stuff I could talk about. I'm just not really in the mood. Uh, if I'm being totally honest, football is at a super slow point right now. Uh, I'm not totally motivated to talk about football right now. So uh, that's why we're throwing in a draft at the end of the podcast. We're going to talk a little football. There's still some stuff uh, I'm excited to talk about. And football is still, you know, just around the corner. But it's kind of getting to that point where it's like, okay, maybe I'll just take a little bit of a breather. Uh, so we might, we might, you know, venture out into different territories as far as this podcast goes, as far as not uh, talking just football, but just... Talking life, you know, talking Joe's baby kicking, talking terrible sunburns uh, and stuff like that. Um, But we will talk football. I'll go through the NFC uh, version of the one big question series that I, the two-part series that I've been doing here on the podcast. But Joe, I don't know if you have anything else you want to talk about uh, before we jump into football. That's a no. No, yeah, basically no. Okay. This part doesn't have to be on the podcast. Why not? Because I made it awkward. I was just going to pause. Yeah. No, it's fine. Okay, fair enough. Uh, so then without further ado, why don't we just jump right into football? Why is the sky blue? What are sunburns? Where do babies come from? These are all questions that don't have answers. Okay. Uh, <laughs> That's good. Some teams in the NFL, and by some teams, I mean every single team in the NFL still have questions that have yet to be answered. They're hoping that these questions can be answered. Uh, we went through the AFC uh, last week's episode, and this week we're going through the NFC. We're going to start things off in the NFC North. 
with the Green Bay Packers, the defending NFC North champions. They made it all the way to the NFC Championship game last year and only to fall to the eventual Super Bowl champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And my question for the Green Bay Packers is, what does Aaron Rodgers need? Uh, That's their biggest question. That's the question that they need to ask themselves. That's the question that they need to answer because you need to do everything in your power to bring back Aaron Rodgers. I talked about uh, a few weeks ago how I thought, you know, Rodgers was being a little bit, you know, a diva-ish with with some of his demands and just just being so upset even though he has one of the best rosters in football. However, uh, the Green Bay Packers cannot let this guy go. Uh, you you cannot let him be upset for much longer. Um, you you have Jordan Love, who you drafted. I don't think anybody thinks, not even inside the Packers organization, thinks that he's ready to go this next year. Uh, there's rumors coming out that he looks better at training camp. Fine. He's not one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game of football. Aaron Rodgers is one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game of football. So you need to do what you need to do to make him happy. If you're the Green Bay Packers, if you're Brian Gutekunst, if you're um, you know anybody inside uh, that front office there in Green Bay, what can you do to make him happy? Because you know the, the easy way to to put it is, if you have Aaron Rodgers, you're a Super Bowl contender. We've seen them in the NFC Championship for back to back seasons now. You're a Super Bowl contender with Aaron Rodgers. Without Aaron Rodgers, no matter how good your roster is, and I talked about how it's one of the best rosters in the NFL, that doesn't matter. A team like Denver, who Rodgers is rumored to potentially go to in a trade. Um, they have the, one of the best rosters in the NFL, I think. Uh, and we talked about this last week. But it doesn't matter because they don't have the quarterback. They're not a Super Bowl contender because they don't have the quarterback. You have one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play football. You have to do everything you can do to make him happy. Even if it's, you know, Brian Gutekunst and him don't seem to get along. Even if Brian Gutekunst has to make, you know, a sacrifice. Even if you don't want to work with him, you don't like him. You have to make a sacrifice. You have to be, okay, I'm going to be a little upset with Aaron Rodgers at times. But he's really good at what he does. Why not be a little bit upset and win Super Bowls potentially Then have to start all over with Jordan Love? And I think a really interesting thing that they could potentially do is trade for Julio Jones. Why not try to trade for Julio Jones? Uh, why not give him a peace offering? That could be the one thing that Aaron Rodgers uh, you know, could see could see Green Bay do and go, okay, maybe they're actually trying. Maybe I can come back and do this. Because you, if you're the Green Bay Packers, you need to do everything possible to to keep one of the greatest quarterbacks in the history of the NFL around. And you need to win more than one Super Bowl with the, one of the greatest quarterbacks. Uh, probably the most talented quarterback to ever play football. It's pretty much him and Patrick Mahomes as like the greatest ones to ever play. So my question for the Green Bay Packers is what does Aaron Rodgers need? And you need to fill those needs Uh, in my opinion. Next up, we have the second place team from last year in the NFC North, the Chicago Bears. Uh, And my biggest question for the Chicago Bears for the 2021 NFL season that still remains is when will we see Justin Fields? When will we see the rookie quarterback? That's my question uh, for the Chicago Bears. Andy Dalton's there. If I had to guess, I would say Andy Dalton's probably the day one starter. That's the way they're talking. It sounds like Andy Dalton is is kind of that job is his to lose at this point. I would guess when they play Los Angeles, the, the Rams in Los Angeles on week one on Sunday night football, that Andy Dalton would be the starter for that game. Uh, that would be my guess. Uh, who knows? Maybe Justin Field just shows out in the preseason, shows out in training camp, 
and, and he he wins that starting job. But if I had to guess, I would say Andy Dalton is going to be that starter. Uh, so if he's the starter, at what point does Justin Fields come in? Because Andy Dalton's not good enough to just unequivocally, yep, he's the starter for the entire season. Uh, at some point, he's going to struggle. Uh, and if he was the only quarterback on the roster that was worthwhile, you know, he could have those struggles. But when you have Justin Fields, who I am extremely high on, uh, and I think he's going to do wonders in the NFL. Um, when you have him sitting behind Andy Dalton, that adds a whole another element. As soon as Andy Dalton starts to struggle, you're going to hear chants from the crowd. You're going to hear the media talk about Justin Fields. At what point does he start that first game? I mean, they have some tough stretches. Uh, if you're not going to start him week one, the start of their schedule is incredibly rough. If I had to, if you had to pick a game that's not week one, I would almost say week two when they play uh, the Cincinnati Bengals. You would have, you know, Justin Fields versus Joe Burrow, two former Ohio State quarterbacks. Um, that would be interesting. Uh, Bengals, not that good of a team. The next week after that, you have the Browns, and then you have the Lions, maybe Lions at home. Maybe that's a potential spot we could see Justin Fields. After that is when their schedule just gets real tough. I mean, they have the the Raiders, the Packers, the Buccaneers, the 49ers, the Steelers, and then the Ravens. I mean, that is a tough stretch for any rookie quarterback to come in and play. You might think maybe after that is when we see Justin Fields. I'm just curious, you know, do they just throw him in the fire? You know, if all of a sudden Andy Dalton's struggling and we're in the middle of that tough stretch, do they just say, all right, throw him in the fire? Or do they look for a spot that's that's maybe an easier opponent? The Dolphins didn't do this last year with Tua Tagovailoa. They, they threw him in against the best defense in football, the Los Angeles Rams, and he struggled early. And, and you could argue that maybe that was the reason why he struggled uh, throughout his rookie season. Maybe he just didn't have that confidence right from the beginning because on his first drive of his career, um, Aaron Donald came in and, and f- caused a fumble, and he lost a fumble on the first drive of his career. You could argue that you know throwing a guy in the fire like that is not good for confidence. So at what point do you, do you start the kid? Uh, I think week two would be fine uh it would be tough to start him in that stretch i mean those are those are a tough stretch of games for chicago right there um and you know and just another question is like how how you know is this roster good enough for him to come in and and just be really good from the beginning uh, i've said it all along uh, i like justin fields i think he's gonna you know make a ton of people regret not taking him i just don't see very many downsides with justin fields i think he's an incredible uh, athlete, an incredible quarterback prospect, and I think he's going to make so many teams regret not taking him. There were there were so many teams that could have taken him, but you got to ask, you know, is he ready to play right now? Um, is he ready to come and make an impact? Can they be a playoff team with him? I would say they're just as likely to be a playoff team with him as they are with Andy Dalton. But my biggest question for Chicago is when do you pull the trigger? When do you bring in Justin Fields? We know he's not going to sit the whole first season. No rookies do that anymore. We haven't seen that since Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I mean, and that was already a rarity. That just does not happen anymore. So at what point do we see Justin Fields? Next up, we have the Minnesota Vikings. And my big question for the Minnesota Vikings is, which version of Kirk Cousins are we going to be getting this year? Um, and this is a question that we can ask probably every single year since Kirk Cousins has been in the NFL, whether it's with Washington or with Minnesota. Um, Kirk Cousins, he needs to play more consistent for this Vikings team to be good. Uh, last year, uh, he he started out really bad. I mean, his stats and, and just overall games 
through the first few games of the season were terrible. Uh, we, If you look at his game splits, especially the game against Indianapolis, I think he threw three interceptions uh, in that game, no touchdowns, barely threw for 100 yards. And there was just some games where he looked absolutely awful. And the Minnesota Vikings got off to a, to a terrible start to last last season. Uh, I think they st- they started out zero and three, and then I think they went one and one and five, one and five to start things off, and then ended up winning some some games on the stretch to finish seven and nine, and that's when Kirk Cousins started to play better. Uh, if you look at some of his games on the stretch, he played really well. I mean, he had a ton of games where he threw for 300, 400 yards, uh, and just played well. And you you'd expect him to do that more often when you have Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, Dalvin Cook, uh, you know, guys like that. You need a more consistent Kirk Cousins. And they went out and got Kellen Mond now uh, in the second round as a guy to kind of maybe push Kirk Cousins a little bit. Um, and, you know, Kirk, I think that's a sign. Kirk doesn't have as, you know, long of a leash anymore. His leash got a little shorter. And you need to see more out of Kirk Cousins. I'm convinced if you got a really good quarterback on this team, uh they could be the best team in football just because of the skill group that they have with Dalvin Cook in his prime, Justin Jefferson coming off an incredible rookie season, Adam Thielen still one of the best receivers in football. I mean, just an incredible group of of players. Uh, regardless of, you know, the defense is maybe not what it once was. Their offensive line is not great. It's not it's not terrible, I guess. I mean, they, they did draft uh, the rookie there in the first round, but... Uh, Kirk, if he wants to be there longer, he's got to do more with what he has, and he has a lot. As far as there would be team, you know, people like Aaron Rodgers would dream of having the skill positions he has. So my biggest question for Kirk is, uh, for the Vikings is for Kirk, and it's can he just be more consistent? What version of him are we getting? Are we getting the version that struggles against Indianapolis, or are we getting the version where he plays really well down the stretch and they win most of their games down the stretch? We need to see that for a full season with Kirk Cousins. Moving on to the final team in the NFC North, it's the Detroit Lions, the team that tore it down uh, this last year and looks to be in a rebuilding path with new head coach Dan Campbell um, and new GM there, uh, whose name I can't remember right now. Uh, but uh, my big question for the Detroit Lions is, can Jared Goff really be the guy? Uh, they seem to be talking about Jared Goff as if he is the guy, like he's the future. They seem to be talking about Jared Goff as, you know, we didn't just trade for him to get those extra first-round picks. We traded for him because we believed in him. Um, you know, whether or not that's true, I think we'll find out. I do find it interesting that they passed on Justin Fields in the draft. They passed on Mac Jones, but mostly Justin Fields. I think this season is going to be uh, telling for for if Jared Goff is going to be there in the future. And it might not be fair because they don't have a very good roster. Their skill position players are probably among the worst we've ever seen uh, on an NFL team. If you go through uh, the receivers that they have on their roster, it's not pretty. It's not pretty. Hang on while I pull it up one second. If you look at their receivers, uh, some of their starters are guys like Brashad Perryman, uh, Tyrell Williams, who can't stay healthy to save his life, um, Quinta, Quintez Cephas, who's not a you know popular player, uh, Geronimo Allison, who couldn't make it in Green Bay, uh, Sage Surratt, who they just drafted, um, Amon Ra St. Brown, also just drafted, Khalif Raymond, who didn't do a whole lot in Tennessee, uh, Victor Bolden Jr., 
I mean, none of these guys, Damian Ratley, like who are these guys? Most of these guys are people that nobody, you know, you know, casual fans of the NFL could not even name. Jared Goff does not have have very much as far as receiving talent goes. He doesn't have what Kirk Cousins has. Uh, one thing he does have, though, is a is a decent offensive line. Uh, they have an, a pretty good offensive line that they bolstered by taking Penny Sewell in the draft. Maybe that could help him. Maybe they can, you know. Um, help the fact that he doesn't have any receivers with the fact that his offensive line is, is actually quite good, probably one of the better units uh, in the NFC. Um, maybe that is enough for him to have a good enough season where they go, hey, maybe we can we can actually build around um, you know Jared Goff. Can they get the best out of um, the number one overall pick? I would tend to say that if, if Sean McVay, one of the best offensive play callers uh, in the NFL, didn't want to work with him, didn't want to, uh, you know, couldn't get the best out of him, anymore uh i don't know if the detroit lions can can do that but you you, you never know i i think if justin fields turns out to be as good as i think he's going to be in that division the same division as detroit uh and and you know they don't jared goff is not the guy they can't find a guy in the draft they go back to how they always are um there's going to be a lot of questions as to why. Why did you not take Justin Fields? Justin Fields was on the board. You took an offensive lineman. You already had a pretty good offensive line. Uh, I understand there's a rebuilding team, but I think if Jared Goff doesn't turn out to be the guy, there could be a ton of questions, especially if uh, in Chicago, in the same division, twice a year, you get to see Justin Fields tearing up the NFL like I think that he could. Um, so my biggest question is, can Jared Goff be the guy? Do they want Jared Goff to be the guy in Detroit? Moving on to the NFC South, and it's the New Orleans Saints first up. They won the NFC South last year. Uh, they lost, however, to the team that came second in the NFC South, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who would go on, like we said, to win the Super Bowl. Um, they no longer have Drew Brees. Drew Brees is no longer there. Uh, we're going to see a lot of changes. They were a team that had um, no cap room. They had negative, I think, over $100 million. Uh, in cap space going into this NFL uh, offseason. They did a pretty good job clearing up that cap space. Uh, Jameis Winston is back there at the quarterback position. Taysom Hill is back. They seem to be competing uh, for that starting quarterback position. My question for the New Orleans Saints is how good is Sean Payton's system really? How good is it really? Now that you don't have a, a generational quarterback, one of the greatest we've ever seen, Numbers wise, there are there's really no one that compares to Drew Brees. Numbers wise, I tweeted a little while back that the the efficiency of the offense, the Drew Brees Sean Payton offense, uh, is, un, is is almost underrated, is underappreciated, uh, and they were dominant for years. I mean, it was basically a college football system, like just an air raid offense, uh, just putting up insane numbers. Now, is that can Sean Payton bring that out of Jameis Winston. I'm going to assume that Jameis Winston is going to be the starter. I know Taysom Hill is there, but I don't think if Taysom if they were sold on Taysom Hill, I don't think they would have brought back Jameis Winston. Uh, if they were sold on James on Taysom Hill, I don't think Jameis Winston would have been there last year. So I think I, I think in the end, Jameis Winston is going to be the starter. And Jameis Winston is a guy who struggled with turnovers. He had 30 interceptions uh, that his last season starting in the NFL for the Buccaneers. Uh, can Sean Payton get the best out of him? Uh, can he turn him around? If he can, then Sean Payton, you know, he's in that conversation, one of the greatest coaches of all time. I mean, if if, if his system just flawlessly goes from Drew Brees to, to Jameis Winston, are we going to be talking about how incredible Sean Payton uh, and his system is? 
you know, they were so great for so many years, but that was with one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Can he bring that with with the quarterbacks that he has now? Can he fix uh, Jameis Winston's turnovers? If you look at Drew Brees' career, he had a high interception numbers uh, quite a few times throughout his career. Uh, but as it got later into his career, they were able to fix that. And, and, and Sean Payton and, and Drew Brees did a good job, I think, working uh, on cutting down turnovers and just the efficiency of that offense. And I'm curious to see if this offense can still be as dominant as they have been for years under Jameis Winston. Moving on to the Super Bowl champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And my big question for the defending champs is, can you run it back? Uh, you could ask this question about every team that won the Super Bowl. But even more so does it apply this year uh, to the Buccaneers because they are legitimately running it completely back. All 22 starters, offense and defense, are back uh, from last year. They're running it completely back, uh, trying to win the Super Bowl with the exact same roster, banking on the fact that now chemistry is going to be better. They're going to be playing like they did at the end of last season, not at the beginning. Uh, and, and I think that's a question. Uh, you know, is there going to be complacency? I think you can see this with Super Bowl teams sometimes. Guys get complacent. You know, we already won the Super Bowl. Uh, some guys cannot get motivated. Now Tom Brady, who's their quarterback, is one of the greatest or the greatest ever at not getting complacent, not being satisfied with a Super Bowl, not being satisfied with three Super Bowls, not being satisfied with six Super Bowls. I mean, he's never satisfied. So maybe, ha not maybe, definitely having that presence, I think is going to help a ton because he's just never satisfied. So, you know, you can avoid maybe that complacency. Uh, will there be like more selfishness? Players, you know, they have their Super Bowl ring now. Now they're like, okay, now I want to get my numbers up. Now I want to get paid. Uh, and we didn't see players just want to go get paid from other teams uh, this, this uh, off season. So maybe they have that figured out as well. But I think they're banking on chemistry. I think it'll be interesting to see if they're just completely dominant this season because of that chemistry. I think talent-wise, they're probably one of, if not the best team in the NFL. I mean, just pure talent. Uh, so if that chemistry is true and they can carry over that high from the Super Bowl and not have a Super Bowl hangover, they could very well run it back. But every single year, it looks like the Super Bowl team is primed to run it back. They're going to be a dynasty uh, and it's easier said than done. You know, no team has won back-to-back -back Super Bowls since Tom Brady's Patriots in the early 2000s. Moving on to the Carolina Panthers, my big question for Carolina is, can Sam Darnold be salvaged? Uh, we saw it just did not work in New York with Sam Darnold. Um, he, you know, you can talk about having incredibly bad luck with Adam Gase, one of the worst head coaches we've ever seen in the history of the NFL, um, come in. You know, it's hard to succeed in Adam Gase's system. We've seen players leave that system and succeed incredibly. Um, guys like Ryan Tannehill, um, Kenyon Drake, uh, Devontae Parker. As soon as Adam Gase left, those guys flourished. Those guys played incredible. Uh, can Sam Darnold have that same thing happen to him uh, in Carolina? They seem to be convinced uh, that he can be the guy. They like the Lions, passed on Justin Fields. They passed on Mac Jones, who that uh, coaching staff coached in uh, the Senior Bowl. So, you know, they pass on these young quarterbacks because they're confident uh, Sam Darnold's going to be the guy. Now, can his career be salvaged? There might not be too many better places that it could happen. Uh, Matt Rule's proved that he is a is a, a fairly good NFL coach. We don't know too much about him, but that offense was, was good at times with Teddy Bridgewater last year. 
they have offensive talent. They have DJ Moore. They have um, Robbie Anderson, who played with Darnold in New York. They have Terrace Marshall Jr., who they just drafted. And then you have Christian McCaffrey coming back. There's weapons on this team for uh, Sam Darnold. Weapons like he's never seen uh, with New York. He's never had weapons like this. So my biggest question for uh, the Carolina Panthers is, can uh, you fix him? Can you get the best out of uh, a guy who was at one point seen as a a, a surefire NFL quarterback, like an, an incredible prospect, uh, many people thought he'd go first overall in the draft. Can you salvage him? Now on to the final team in the NFC South, and it's the Atlanta Falcons. And my big question for the Falcons is, how good can Kyle Pitts really be? Um, Julio Jones is not going to be there. I, I think that's obvious at this point. Um, my question could have been, where will Julio Jones end up? But I think at this point, uh, I don't want to give the Falcons that question because I don't, I don't think that really applies to them because I don't think Julio Jones is going to be there. He's not a part of their team in the future. I don't think he'll be there by the time the season starts. So the thing that I'm most intrigued about on the Falcons is Kyle Pitts. I mean, people seem to be convinced that he's going to be this generational wide receiver slash tight end, something like we've never seen before. Uh, He's got the body of a tight end, uh, but he plays like a wide receiver. He's incredibly athletic. People basically putting him in the Hall of Fame at this point. Uh, my question is, how good can he really be? I, I, I'm just intrigued. I'm not. I'm not saying that he can't be good. I'm not saying that you know people are overrating him, but I'm just curious if um, he he can live up to the hype. Uh, and you know, in that offense with Julio Jones now, it's opening up for him to have an incredible rookie season. Him and Calvin Ridley, uh, you know, there's a lot of targets that are going to be gone when Julio Jones gets traded. Uh, and and that's going to put a lot of pressure on that rookie. So I'm just really curious to see uh, how good Kyle Pitts really can be in Atlanta. Next up, we have the Washington football team. And my biggest question for the Washington football team is, what's their, no, not their name. I was going to say, what's their name going to be? But you know, we still won't know that for another year. My biggest question for them is, Fitz Magic or Fitz Tragic? Technically, you could say that's two questions. But I'm going to say that it's just one because it's my podcast and I make the rules. Um, they're a very talented football team. Uh, they're probably one of the ta- most talented teams in the NFL, especially their defense. They have a stacked defense. Uh, the one position group that I, you could say that they have a weakness at is the quarterback position. Ryan Fitzpatrick coming there from Miami. Uh, he played really, really well at times uh, in Miami. And, uh, and he played really, really well at times in his career. Uh, so well that he's, he's been given the nickname Fitzmagic. But just as quickly as he can become Fitz Magic, he can become Fitz Tragic. And if you're Washington and you have a team, you know that's stacked on the defense. You have, uh, you know, incredible weapons on offense. Antonio Gibson. Uh, you have Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel. You have a team that's really ready to go, ready to win that division. Probably the most talented team in that division. You need Fitz Magic because if you have Fitz Tragic, uh, it's going to be a rough go, uh, and they're going to be drafting a quarterback again uh, in the upcoming draft. So that's my question for the Washington football team. Next up, we have the New York Giants. Uh, My biggest question for the Giants is, can Daniel Jones take a big leap? Uh, Daniel Jones, this is his third season in the NFL. They're another team that has talent. Their defense impressed me last year. I thought they were going to be one of the worst defenses we've ever seen. Uh, They ended up playing pretty well. Uh, On offense, they have weapons. Uh, They they brought in Kadarius Toney in uh, in the first round of the NFL draft. 
Um, they brought in Kenny Galladay. They have Saquon Barkley coming back from injury. Uh, Darius Slayton's there, Sterling Shepard, uh, Evan Ingram. They brought in Kyle Rudolph. So they have weapons. Uh, the biggest problem with Daniel Jones so far in his career has been turnovers. He's he's turned the ball over. He's shown flashes at times. He's got the talent, and he's sneaky athletic. But the turnovers are what has plagued his career uh, through two seasons He's had 22 interceptions and 23 fumbles lost. That's 45 total turnovers from one player compared to 38 touchdowns. Uh, total touchdowns, that's passing and rushing. That's not acceptable for a quarterback. I talked about Jameis Winston. Uh, you know, I, This is what I say when I talk about Jameis Winston is that um, turnovers, they're, they're unacceptable, especially to this level, to, to Daniel Jones' level. Uh, you can be a good quarterback. You can have talent. But when you turn the ball over as many times as he does, you cannot be a, a good quarterback. You cannot lead a team when the other team has the ball so many times and you're at fault for it. So to me, Daniel Jones needs to take a big step. He needs to be who they thought he was going to be when they drafted him. Um, and, and the Giants, are, they've got to be hoping uh, this question can be answered with an emphatic yes uh, by the end of the season. Next up is the Dallas Cowboys. They finished last season a little disappointing after the Dak Prescott injury. Uh, Dak looks to be ready to go uh, week one this season. But my biggest question is not concerning Dak Prescott. It's not concerning that offense at all. I think they have the talent. Uh, and I'm excited to see if Dak Prescott can come back and play at the level he was playing at last season. But my biggest question is, can Dan Quinn, the new defensive coordinator there in um, Dallas, can he fix this defense? This defense was historically bad last season, uh, especially to start the season. They could not stop a nosebleed. They were one of the worst defenses, especially stopping the run. They, they, they were incredibly bad. Now you brought in Dan Quinn, the former head coach of the Atlanta Falcons, the former defensive coordinator for the Legion of Boom uh, in Seattle. Can he bring a little bit of that to Dallas? There's talented players on this defense. There's, uh, there's, Demarcus Lawrence. They brought in Micah Parsons. You know, there's there's guys on this team. Trayvon uh, Trayvon Diggs from from last year's draft. Um, can he bring out the best in this team? Because Lord knows they could not have it last year. I mean, their their defense was atrocious. And with an offense that will put up probably consistently 30 points every single game, if you can just have a average defense, this team can be a playoff contender. They can be a, a championship contending team. Next up, we have the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, my big question for the Eagles is, can Jalen Hurts be an NFL quarterback? Uh, last season, I talked about how I thought I was impressed by Jalen Hurts. The more I've gone back to look at, uh, the less impressed I am. I don't think he played very well except for that Packers game. Uh, and, you know, I, I was all for giving him a chance. And I think it's a good idea to give him a chance to be the guy in Philadelphia. And that's what they've done this season. Uh, and have they set him up enough to be the guy? Uh, the skill position is still not that great. Uh, in Philadelphia. They brought in Devontae Smith, who was my favorite receiver in the draft. Um, Jalen Rager was a complete disaster last year. Um, and and just that, that receiving core in general. Miles Sanders is a fine running back. Uh, the offensive line, you needed to be better than it was last year. Uh, this is a team that, to me, looks like they're rebuilding. Um, and, and the biggest question is, is Jalen Hurts going to be there for that rebuild? Uh, he, he's been essentially given a season to, to show them that he can be the guy, that he can be a franchise quarterback. Will they give him a chance? Or, you know, as soon as he struggles, will they put in Joe Flacco, who is the backup quarterback there in Philadelphia? Will they give him a chance? Will he take that opportunity? Will he be an NFL quarterback? That's my biggest question for the Eagles. 
Up next, we got the Seattle Seahawks. And for me, the biggest question for the Seahawks is, can Russ cook for an entire season? Uh, the, the let Russ cook hashtag was something that uh, took uh, the NFL by storm early on last season when Russell Wilson was playing tremendous. He was an MVP candidate. Uh, but as they got to the, the end of the season, Russell Wilson struggled and, and the team struggled and, and they kind of just just ran out of gas at the end of the season. Uh, and and we, you need to see more consistency out of Russell Wilson. Maybe all this trade talk, all this frustration that Russell Wilson has had with Seattle will, will have sort of an Aaron Rodgers effect where he becomes angry, uh, you know, he he's motivated, and he has an MVP season like we saw with Aaron Rodgers. Maybe that happens. I think that's what we need to see happen uh, in Seattle. We need, if they want to be successful, Russell Wilson has to play consistent, consistently, and maybe they just need to let him, you know, cook. Maybe they need to build the offense around him, let him just, just let it fly, and we'll see if it works. I, I think this very well could be his last season in Seattle. So, you know, one more opportunity uh, with one of the best young quarterbacks. Well, not young anymore, but one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL to to potentially win another Super Bowl. And then next we have the Los Angeles Rams. And my biggest question for the Rams is, is Stafford the patch that they needed? Uh, they got rid of Jared Goff. He's no longer there. Matthew Stafford has taken his place. And I won't lie, I struggled to come up with a question for this team. Uh, to me... This might be the Dallas Cowboys were my team last year that I was all in on uh, in the offseason. Uh, and that was an incredible mistake uh, in hindsight. But the Los Angeles Rams, I just fail to see how this team is not going to be one of the best teams in the NFL. I mean, they have a stacked roster offensively, defensively. There's very few weaknesses on this team. And if Matthew Stafford is, is all they're cracked up to be, I think this team is going to be a championship contender. Uh, with Sean McVay in their calling plays. Uh, I think this could go incredibly well. Um, and, and I'm all in on the Rams, honestly. I think they're going to be a fantastic team. And to me, they just need Matthew Stafford to come in there and give them that, that extra push. They made the playoffs last year with Jared Goff. They've done pretty well with Jared Goff. They made it to a Super Bowl with Jared Goff. But they need that next push, and they need to know if Matthew Stafford can give them that next push. And then on to the Arizona Cardinals. My big question for them is, who is Cliff Kingsbury, their head coach? Uh, we've seen him now a couple years in the NFL, and he just hasn't shown much for me. There was there was some hype, some some questionable, uh, you know, some people that questioned it quite a bit when he came into the league. Uh, you know, did he deserve that job? And he he he's been all right. They've improved, you know, through those two seasons. But I just haven't seen enough from him from his offense he came from that air raid offense in college football where they were just bombing it down the field and we haven't seen that in the nfl they haven't been a very good passing game um kyler murray's had amazing games at times and he's he's a fantastic dual threat quarterback but i think the passing game needs to take another step this season and and if it doesn't we could potentially see cliff kingsbury as one of the guys on the hot seat maybe he isn't there next season maybe he you know get gets fired I think we need to see more out of Cliff Kingsbury. We need to see who he really is uh, there for the Arizona Cardinals. And then on to the final team, and it's the San Francisco 49ers. And my question for them is, so is Jimmy G really just the starting quarterback? Um, this is confusing for me. I For the longest time, it seemed like 
Jimmy Garoppolo was going to be traded and everybody was talking like he was going to be traded. They traded up uh, heaven and earth to to go up to get their franchise quarterback for the future. They got Trey Lance. Uh, they brought him in. There was just rumors that Jimmy Garoppolo was gone. He was going to end up in New England or somewhere. But Jimmy Garoppolo is still there. He didn't take a pay cut. He's still getting paid like $25 million. Um, so is he going to be the starter? Uh, this season is is that how this is going to go? Is Trey Lance going to sit out yet another season? He sat out almost the entire season last year in college football. Is that maybe the best way to develop a quarterback? Have him sit out for two full season? Who knows? But to me, the biggest question is still the quarterback position there in San Francisco. Is Jimmy G going to be the starter? Yeah. Can Trey Lance take that job? Uh, I think it's gonna it's gonna decide a lot there in San Francisco. Is Trey Lance good enough? To come in and lead this team, you know, to the playoffs, lead this team to the Super Bowl, because that's where Jimmy G led them. Um, so I'm curious to see what happens with Jimmy G there in San Francisco. Um, and that wraps up my one big question for every team in the NFC. Moving on to our final segment. Uh, the draft. Obviously, we we're gonna draft our favorite summertime activities, and we have a we have a little surprise guest, a little uninvited surprise guest. Like I cannot stress enough how much he was not invited to this. <laughs> uh, he barged in on our pod. Him and his goonies, his, bar- on, his entourage, his entourage if you will. busted into our podcast room. Uh, it's our good buddy Rudy Thiessen. I don't know if we've even talked about him on the podcast. I have we... talked about him once. Okay, I think once or twice. I think we should talk about him more because he's an interesting man. But yeah. Rudy, yeah. <laughs> uh, Rudy, how how's it going, my friend? Oh my goodness! Thank you so much, guys, for having me. I feel honored. Okay, this is great. Okay, um, like I said, not invited. Yeah, well, but... you know what? I gotta say thank you to myself for inviting me. You yeah, know, this feels really good. Anybody you want to shout out? Uh, uh, yeah, my boy uh, Justin. You know, for driving. You know, he's uh, the whip. You know, driving the, us around. Yeah, for sure. Um, I got my boy Henry in the back. You know, he's he's the DJ. Yeah, he's vibing it up. Okay. He yeah. left. Okay, very good. Yeah. Uh, we started we we started this segment with Rudy. We we're recording with three microphones. Uh, Joe broke it, uh, so <laughs> we're only using two right now. So it's gonna have to be a lot of switching back and forth. Rudy's also making us stand up for for this part. Yeah, I just wanted to switch the vibe up. You know, yeah. like I think you feel more. At home or at ease when you're standing. Yeah, I, it definitely is a different feeling. I at don't know. Ease, you know what I'm I don't saying? Know. Yeah, Joe, I don't know. I what think you... that's exactly the opposite. Why would you want to stand? I think that just makes you more nervous. Yeah, it it, it does make you're you standing up. You're like fidgeting. And... Kind of feels like you're doing a presentation in school or something. Yeah, no, it's like it's like public speaking now. Yeah. It's not. It's not like a podcast. Like <laughs> public speaking. Like it's supposed to be relaxed. Rudy comes in immediately. And makes I us. Ha- I hate public as speaking. As little <laughs> relaxed as possible. Um, this is good good. before we get into the draft uh, and you're joining us for the draft we're gonna do a three-way draft here or are are you down you're done very good why don't you just tell uh, our audience a little bit about you? Like I said, we don't what? talk about you. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to introduce myself. What do you mean? We need to know Can who I you intro are. Him? Can I yeah, intro him? Yeah, Joe, you intro him. Fine. Um, so Rudy and I have a really special relationship. Uh, I've known Rudy for about mm-hmm. like two and a half, three years now. Mm-hmm. Three years maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so basically, uh, Rudy and I were roommates mm-hmm. uh, and they were roommates uh, for about a month before I got married. I moved, I moved. Yeah, I moved out and then Rudy moved in with me. Uh, Rudy and I moved to, uh, lived together for a month, and uh, I, uh, he made me work out with him. We were so much more than just roommates. Yeah, you know? he made he made me diet with him. Yeah, he caught me eating brownies when I shouldn't have been <laughs> in, in your bed. Right, you yeah, were shirtless in, my in bed. your bed. I was shirtless in my bed, and Rudy caught me eating brownies late at he night. He held you accountable. Yeah, really. And um, 
Yeah, that's Rudy. I don't know. What an incredible, what an incredible man. <laughs> he's an incredible man. What yeah. you, I mean, what can you say about Rudy that hasn't already been said? Yeah. You know, he's just, he's the guy, uh, just a positive energy, yeah. a disruptor. Yeah. You know, he comes in, he 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 disrupts the status quo. Mm. Yeah. You know, Rudy loves attention. Yeah, loves. Uh, it. I feed off. Feed off <laughs> attention. Like I don't know what the audio is going to be like with Rudy just screaming, <laughs> with Rudy talking screaming, in the screaming in the background. <laughs> but why don't we get into the draft? Um, Two. What are we should, doing? Should we do two two picks? Yes, rather okay. than three. Yeah, so instead of having three draft picks like we usually do, uh, we're gonna do two draft. Rudy, do you understand how a draft works? Dude, yeah, maybe for the audience, like explain it, like just for okay, them. Yeah, like, I know how audience. it works. So basically, Personally? this is how it works. Uh, usually, we would flip a coin because there's two of us. But like I said, Rudy ruins almost everything. Yeah. Um, I'm just kidding, Rudy. <laughs> I love you. Uh, we're not gonna flip a coin. I think we're just gonna let Rudy go first because he's our oh. guest. So Rudy's our guest. Basically, what you're gonna do, we're picking summertime activities things that are fun to do in the summertime mm-hmm. you know because it's so been so miserable outside yeah, the yeah. last few days yeah. we miss summer uh so you know just you can keep it vague or you can you know you know you can go more specific you can be extremely pacific. extremely pacific specific specific best specific uh rudy so no pressure but the first pick is all yours you and i you know oh, man. basically uh, i don't even know if i explained it but basically you're gonna pick your favorite one then it's gonna be let's say uh, then we'll flip a coin to see who goes second, uh, and then Joe will pick or I will pick, and then you know so on and so forth. We'll do it twice. Tails. Okay. okay. All right. Heads. Tails. Heads. Boom. I'm gonna let's say go. tails never fails. So I'm gonna pick tails. Um, it's and it went sideways. It's sideways. <laughs> Impossible. This is not a real coin, by the way. Oh. Heads. Heads. It is. All right. So I will be picking last. Rudy, you got the first pick in the draft. What are you okay. going with? Your favorite summertime activity this is my favorite this isn't just like a random you know activity you do no yeah this is summertime. something that you like so, or something you're I trying like. to build a team mm, of really mm. solid summertime activities okay. is this like something we can do right now like considering the the time period no or like i'm you mean covid yeah covid no in this yeah and this exactly very good in this in this version of reality there's no covid no covid exists yeah, this is this pre-covid all right for yeah. sure all right well, i'm gonna keep it simple all right okay who doesn't love beach volleyball? Boom. Beach volleyball. What's wrong with that? The huh? first pick okay. in the draft. That's good, right? Yeah, explain it to us. Why do you like, like, why are you going with beach volleyball? <sighs> What's not to like? You yeah. know what I'm talking about? You're at the beach, you get hot, you go in the water, you cool down, you come back out. You know, there's no rules, really. There's I mean, no besides, r- like, the volleyball oh, sorry. rules. <laughs> besides the rules of the volleyball. No, but, like, you can be reckless, you know? You, yeah. you, you got sand you can jump into, the diving, it's super fun. I love it. Yeah, it is sort of a different vibe than normal volleyball. Playing volleyball on a hard ground, you know. There's, you know, you can wear not wear a shirt. There you go, shirtless. You cannot is wear always pants. An option. Yeah, you cannot wear underwear. Yeah. Uh, what? Sorry, you can I go... mean you're on the sand. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's a different vibe. Beach volleyball. How many times would you say you've played beach volleyball? Oh man, honestly, not enough. That would be my <laughs> answer. Enough. So very good. Yeah, very, that's a you know a solid first yeah. pick. Solid first pick, right. Joe. Uh, you're next up. Uh, I'm curious to know what your first pick in the summertime activities draft is okay so basically this is something that i've gotten into recently like the past summer um okay. mostly because justin introduced me to it okay. or i started going with justin dang i didn't know you were uh, gonna pick this you didn't think so eh? yeah uh and it's golfing Ooh, i love i love a good i love golfing i'm not good at it yeah. but it's one of the it's the most fun you can have without you know with your clothes on. With your clothes on. Or clothes serious. off, like we discussed with beach volleyball. Also true. Yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah, I enjoy good golf. Uh, you know, you go and you, you rent a cart and you have some brews with your buddies and, and you just, you know. What's better than that? 
I mean, golf is like the one sport that it's, seem, seemingly everybody plays. And yeah. It's like even you don't have to be athletic. No, you, that's it. the best part. Yeah. It takes no. You don't really get that tired. You can drink beers. Um, you can just hang out with the boys. Uh, none of us are very good at all, except for our buddy Justin, who's in the background oh, right now. Hey, like, like he, we said earlier, premium stuff. Only pre- premium, premium. Uh, products from Justin and also premium quality. Premium. I'm talking... <laughs> I'm talking par. Yes. You ever heard par of it? Par for a course, Par maybe. for the course. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm talking That's about. Right. Golfing right. was definitely on my on my list. You definitely stole one of my picks. I don't know if you have anything else you want to talk about golfing before no. I go. Okay, then I think I'm going to steal one of yours. Uh-oh. I think this is something that you really enjoy. I'm going to say bonfires. Oh. Yeah, that was not one of yours. But I'm going to say bonfires. I like I love it. Nothing with a nothing like a good bonfire. Yeah. You yeah. know? That's all you need. Yeah. If you want to have a good time and just let the conversation flow. You put a fire in the in a circle, mm-hmm. and that's the end of it. That's, we actually have currently have time. one in this room right now. A bonfire. Yeah, a bonfire in the middle of. <laughs> I smell it. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's it's right there. I don't For know how. Sure. You but no, I think that's how podcasts were created. Just mm. conversations around a bonfire. Isn't it? Yeah. I think if you could bottle that up and put it into yeah, a man. podcast, that would be some of the best podcasts. Is just. Um, Bonfire. New idea for a podcast? Dude, bonfire cast. Bonfire cast. The bond cast. It can be called uh, pitted. Pitted. Huh? All right. I like that. Well, That's we'll good. workshop okay. it. We'll definitely no, work like, on I it. I don't think it needs any work. That's okay. it. No, it's we'll, a done we'll deal. discuss it. I'll copyright it. Well, it's just like this is your first time on the podcast. No, I know, but so. like now I have a podcast <laughs> as well, right? Okay. So. Pitted? Yeah. That's, you know. I'll invite you guys on. And I did come up with the idea. Yeah. Well, it's Joe as well. We'll work around that. But the moral of the story is. Bonfires are awesome. Yeah. Day or night, really. Mm. Night is preferred, probably. You want to have them when it's when it's necessary. <laughs> it makes you feel like real cavemen. There you go. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Uh, you know, again, have some brews with mm. your boys mm. or with your family. Nothing better than a good bonfire. That's my first pick. Cheers. In the like activities that. draft. Like oh, Rudy, you're up next mm. again. My That's how this man. works. You got I, the second pick in the draft okay. here. I have one already. I don't even have to think about it. Really? Yeah. Uh, it's something I've got into recently. This might make me sound like a hillbilly, but okay. I was not like this before this year. Okay? Yeah. I swear COVID has done things to me that I would have never expected. Yeah, okay, it's so you. Yeah, it has. For I'm the a, worst, really. Yeah, oh, no, absolutely. Downhill. <laughs> only downhill. I think we were trudging up for a little bit. but Rudy, uh, Rudy downloaded TikTok oh, uh, recently. <laughs> And his, he's been falling apart. His, oh, yeah, geez. his mannerisms, his humor has changed so drastically and yeah. so quickly. Mm-hmm. It's just been really concerning. I don't think I, he would have ever barged into the middle of a podcast uh, if he w- had downloaded TikTok. Yeah. What's that thing you always do at work? Oh, I'm not going to do it. You just do that, please? Jeez. Okay. <laughs> All right. We're not going to so do that you again. Pi- what was your pick? We didn't even get to your okay, pick. Okay, okay. Yeah. So totally made me a hillbilly. This is totally my new thing. Uh, I'm into guns. All right. I like skeet shooting. Nice. That's my summer activity. Very good. Joe cool. and I were just actually just talking about ski shooting. We're talking about how unbelievably sunburnt we got <laughs> shooting with you guys on, on Monday. <laughs> that, yeah. was, this is, that was This bonkers. is the exact, exact five-person group that yeah. we went ski shooting yeah. with. Exactly. Yes, we fine. have five guys in this room. Uh, five guys, burgers and fries. Yeah, we have Rudy um, here on the podcast. The other yeah. two not even interested in this podcast yeah. whatsoever. Yeah. That proves how much, how good this podcast really is, that people are here to see it live. <laughs> And they don't they couldn't care, care about the podcast. <laughs> All right. Well, yes. <laughs> we did go shooting uh, on Monday. And Rudy, you've recently t- taken up shooting. Yeah. Well, you know, I've always been good at it. Mm, okay. But it's just uh, just one of those things like when you come back to it, right? You yeah. know, you just realize it's kind of like, hmm, 
you know, you're a piano prodigy as a child growing up, right? Yeah. And then you're saying you just, you're a shooting prodigy. No, that's not what I'm saying. Okay. I'm just like throwing an analogy out there. Okay? That's what it sounded like. So like piano prodigy, right? Mm -hmm. And so you grow up, you know, you find other activities, you know, you kind of grow out of it. But later on in life, you come back to it and then... You're just like, where have you been all my life? Yeah. And then you're like, all right. You know. How did I ever live without exactly, that? Exactly, exactly. Shooting things. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good. That was definitely, that was one of my picks. Too yeah, well, well, there you go. Stole uh, one. Stole one. So yeah, I still feel like I'm going to have a better draft than all of you guys. But Joe, what's your pick here? The second pick. Uh, my second pick in this draft is going to be actually camping. Oh. oh what's that? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> no, I'm serious. And Joe hates camping. I know that. No, about I him. don't. Okay. Joe I don't, hates. I don't hate camping. Joe hates outside I and just, camping. So I, I just. I already know where he's coming from. I do. I just I said that camp camping's not that good. It's overrated. Okay. My wife and I like camping a lot. We like. We have a family camp every year, and it's really good. So we enjoy it a lot, and uh, so that's. Yeah. Rudy, I feel like you have something to say about no, camping. No, I just I'm just curious uh, what your cons are for camping. I just well, don't no, I listen. I don't mind camping. I've camped all my life. Camping has actually been a big part of my life, probably more than you guys even. Um, but, Truth comes uh, out. Uh, I've camped a lot, and I do enjoy camping. I'm serious. But the, the way I I just think it's a little overrated. Like it's not as fun as like mm. like it's just going outside to mm. relax or whatever, and making your life harder than it needs to be. It's <sighs> like we have all these things that are good, yeah. and now I have nowhere to poop. Yeah. We're in the woods. Yeah, I see that. You it's know. like we have we've solved this problem yeah, already. You're not. And wrong. We're going back in time. Yeah. Like, and I'll go camping. I don't care if you guys want to go camping right now. I'll go camping. All right, let's go. But I'm not really in the mood right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's just I don't know. It's not as good as people make it out to be. Some people are like their whole identity is camping. <laughs> you know. Yes, yeah, dude. So. You got the camping stickers on the back yeah. of your truck, your car. E exactly. Yeah. I just have the no club sticker on the back of dude, my truck. Dude, straight up. So yeah. Wrap that, man. Wrap that no club. Straight um, up. Is it my turn? Yeah. Final pick in the draft. I'm feeling pretty good about this. So I went, I went with uh, bonfire for my first one. Mm. Uh, I was gonna go with mow the lawn, but. <laughs> Uh, we've talked about that. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like we, we've talked about that on the podcast already, so I'm not gonna get into that. I'd I kind of like to love, get into that a little bit. I, I love we maybe we'll get into it after the after the draft. I love mowing the lawn, man. <laughs> Nothing like mowing the lawn. Nothing like a fresh mow. Talk can, to me a little bit about your You can stand in your mowing. backyard with your hands on your hips, and you can be proud that you just mm. you have such a beautiful lawn. Yes, I and like just that, that yeah. fresh grass mm. smell. Yeah, mm, a little aller allergic <clears throat> to that. Not gonna lie, but I love mowing the lawn. Are we talking push mower or lawn? No, I'm talking here. push, baby. All right, all right. If yeah. I had a bigger lawn, probably mm, riding. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know if it'd be much as much fun if it was riding. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, but that's not my pick. My pick, and this is a good one, is spike ball. I knew. Oh it. come yes. on! I knew it, and that was gonna be my second yeah. pick. But I was like, that's kind of lame. Rudy already said volleyball. That's the same thing. Now, yeah. now, now, now. Spike ball on the beach or on the grass? I'm talking anywhere. I can have okay. all. I can have it all. All right. You can't know. play spike ball on the beach. You yeah. can. No, it's you not. Can. It's not. It's harder. It is a lot harder on the beach. Rudy was actually run. talking to me about something. Spike ball, but you can only your second hit has to hit the net. It makes it more challenging. I think we should do that next time. Mm. Yeah, that's that's how my other friends played it. Really? Yeah, it was completely different, but it made it way more intense. A I lot of it. a lot of people play like that, anyways. Really? Some people aren't very good at setting and stuff. Okay. So it's like second hit. Yeah. It's just automatic. But spike ball. Is my favorite sport, I think. Uh, just recently discovered it a few years ago. Mm. It's just sweeping the globe. Yeah. Everybody loves it. Yes. You know, there's um, an app and you can you can connect with other local spike ball players. And no then, uh, way. And then link up. You can link up. 
Dude, we should make a spike ball podcast. That's sick, dude. It's the second podcast <laughs> idea we've had on, on in this segment. Having wow. conversations around a little spike ball net. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, you just hear no, <laughs> everybody, everybody should get mic'd up and just, <laughs> 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 you just hear like, like crashing into the grass. But spike ball is incredible. It's the best sport. It's like volleyball, like Rudy said, but mm. except it's way better than volleyball. Yeah. yeah. It's like actually fun. Um so that. I think that's the best draft out of us all. I'm not gonna lie. I got bonfire spike ball rudy had beach volleyball and shooting yeah uh and joe had um sorry it was just such a bad draft i just was forgetting already um what was your first one again golfing golfing Ooh, that's actually pretty good like, yeah golfing yeah. and camping Ooh, mm, kind of fell apart there both, i think better than end. mine golfing camping rudy you're, you're not feeling good right about your draft no i did like it but now like camping and Gol- well, golfing I can do without, but really, no, I'm a bit. I was into golf until you guys made fun of my form, and I think that really just took down my ego so much it's that. Not good. Yeah, I probably won't be playing a lot this year. Mm. So okay, well, that's where I'm at. That's why golf. he shoots now. It's rage. Yeah, yeah. I think the the aspect I like most about golf is just the outfit. You know, I'm not gonna lie. I love. You are good at putting yeah, on a good yeah. fit. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, you have drip. I yeah, would say for yeah, sure. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, Rudy. Rudy always dresses to the nines <laughs> everywhere he goes. We'll be hanging out at somebody's house, and we're all wearing sweatpants. Mm. And well, actually, Henry dresses nice a lot of the time too. But <laughs> maybe it's just your family thing. You guys are just related, so I don't know. But you guys always dress so nice. Like me and Joe will dress like homeless men. And okay, it's pushing it a little bit. <laughs> I, I honestly think I always wear a good pair of jeans and a nice t-shirt. And I, think I, I usually do too, but we don't dress as good as these guys. Okay. Uh, these no, you, you dress nice. You just put a sweater over it. That's yeah. fine. You Rudy's know? not wearing a sweater. He's yeah. usually wearing like a button-up to whatever we're doing. Yeah. Like we could be watching UFC and it's like midnight and Rudy's wearing a button-up t-shirt like he just came from like a like a bar mitzvah. It's a business casual. That's what I'm going for. You know what I mean? Rudy lives his life business casual. You know, work never takes a break, you know? And, you know, if we were to wrap things up here with Rudy, I don't think there's any better way you could wrap Mm. it up. You know, Rudy lives his life business casual. That's it. Rudy, we appreciate you coming in. Okay. Uh, Thank you so much for coming, Rudy. I don't know if you have anything you want to say before we kick you off the podcast. Uh, Honestly, just a quick shout out to my entourage that came with me, Justin and Henry. You know, they killed it back there. Okay. That's about it. That's good. Okay. Thanks. I'd like to thank my uh, mom and dad. (laughs) Very Um, good. The Academy. Yeah. All right. Uh, Let us us know if you guys enjoyed Rudy. Rudy, we enjoy. Don't hear this. Uh, okay, we I still have to wait for. We have to pay Rudy for this. Yeah, this so is. Yeah, we're gonna be in contract discussions exactly. after this. But Rudy, thank you guys. Thank hey. you. Just thank you guys. Thank Cheers. you so much for joining us. Uh, hopefully, we'll see you again. Right. Uh, maybe on better terms. I had a lot of fun. Uh, next time, invite me. Very instead good. Of myself. All right. Thank you, Rudy. Yeah. Cheers. And that wraps up our show. We had it all on this show. We talked sunburns. We talked. I don't even remember what we talked at the beginning of the show. Uh, we, we had Rudy come in and it really disrupt the status quo. Um, we talked football a little bit, tried to get some football involved here. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed. Like I always say, um, like and subscribe if you guys enjoy the show. Share the podcast with your friends uh, if you like football or if you like chaos uh, involving uh, a good friend. And uh, make sure you guys give us a five-star rating, five-star review, and uh, subscribe. Follow us on social media at underscore average joe show joe i don't know if you have anything you want to say Mm -mm. before we wrap up the show it's a no from joe so we will catch you guys on the next one
It's a big man thing, you get me, fam. <laughs> <laughs>